Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about prosthetic heart valves. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash prosthetic valves or in the cardiology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Prosthetic heart valves are used to replace the patient's own heart valve when there's disease affecting that valve. Patients that have had a valve replaced will have a scar. Usually this will be a midline stenotomy scar, which is straight down the middle of the sternum, indicating a mitral or aortic valve replacement. But this type of scar can also indicate there's a coronary artery bypass graft or a cabbage procedure that's taken place. Less commonly, a right-sided mini thoracotomy incision can be used for minimally invasive mitral valve replacement surgery. There's a key distinguishing feature between the two types of prosthetic heart valves, and they are bioprosthetic and mechanical heart valves. Valves can either be replaced by a bioprosthetic or a metallic mechanical valve. Porcine bioprosthetic valves come from a pig. Bioprosthetic valves have a limited lifespan of around 10 years, whereas mechanical valves have a good lifespan well over 20 years. However, they require lifelong anticoagulation with warfarin. The INR target range for mechanical valves is typically 2.5 to 3.5, and this is higher than the normal 2 to 3 range that you would find in conditions such as atrial fibrillation. Let's talk about some of the types of mechanical heart valves. Firstly, there's the Star Edwards valve, and this is a ball inside a cage. And it's very successful, but it's no longer being used. And this is because it's the highest risk valve for thrombus formation. So patients will typically develop blood clots because of the way the valve works. Next, there's the tilting disc valve, and this involves a single tilting disc. That moves to let blood in one direction and then tilts back to block blood from flowing in the opposite direction. And finally, there's the St. Jude's valve, which is two tilting metal discs. And because there's two discs, it's called a bileaflet valve. And this has the least risk of thrombus formation. The major complications of mechanical heart valve are thrombus formation because the blood stagnates and clots infective endocarditis, which is infection in the prosthetic heart valve, and hemolysis, where the red blood cells get churned up in the valve and break down, leading to anemia. Mechanical heart valves also cause a click when the metal in the valve presses against another part of the metal valve, making a click noise. And the click replaces S1 for a metallic mitral valve, and the click replaces S2 for a metallic aortic valve. Next, let's talk about a procedure called a transcatheter aortic valve implantation, or a TAVI procedure. And this is used as treatment for severe aortic stenosis, usually in patients that are high risk for open valve replacement operations. It involves a local or a general anaesthetic, and involves inserting a catheter into the femoral artery feeding a wire under x-ray guidance to the location of the aortic valve, then inflating a balloon to stretch the stenosed aortic valve, and then implanting a bioprosthetic valve in the location of the aortic valve. The long-term outcomes for TAVI are still not clear as it's a relatively new procedure, 
Therefore, younger, fitter patients are more suited to open surgery as the first-line option. Patients that have a TAVI do not typically require warfarin as the valve is bioprosthetic. Finally, a note on infective endocarditis. This occurs in about 2.5% of patients who have a surgical valve replacement. The rate is slightly lower for a TAVI at around 1.5%. Infective endocarditis in a prosthetic valve has quite a high mortality of about 15%. And it's usually caused by one of three gram-positive cocci organisms, which could be Staphylococcus, Streptococcus, or Enterococcus. Patients who have prosthetic valve replacements used to be advised to take antibiotics for routine dental procedures to protect against infective endocarditis. However, this is not routinely the case anymore. Thanks for listening to this episode on prosthetic heart valves. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. It wouldn't be possible to maintain it without his hard work and reliability. If you found this podcast helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. You can also find the Zero to Finals Pediatrics book on Amazon, which contains all the key topics you need for your pediatrics exams. You can also find a full audiobook version of the Zero to Finals Medicine book on Audible, which is available to download onto your iPhone or your iPad or whichever device you use so that you can take all the audio topics with you wherever you go and listen from cover to cover or to individual chapters or topics. You can also find all the notes as well as videos, questions and illustrations completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerodefinals.com and I hope you tune in to the next episode which will be on atrial fibrillation.